0: I want to welcome you to my first ever recording of what I'm hoping to be a relatively continuous podcast here on the NWSL. Yes, I know it is uh, a not well covered uh, division, but I'm hoping to bring some light to it. I know there's a big population growing of it. Um, and these uh, these women definitely deserve the coverage, uh, especially after the amazing World Cup that they just put on. Uh, obviously, being from America, this is a great time. The U.S. Uh, destroying the rest of the world, uh, beating a very good Dutch side in the final just a few weeks ago. Um, and it's always good trying to carry over that momentum into the domestic leagues uh, going forward. Uh, we pick up about halfway through the season here. Um, and it's a very uh, very even league to the moment. Um, you get teams like Portland, North Carolina, Chicago, Seattle, all within three points up at the top. There, are your perennial powerhouses filled with some of the biggest names in the sport. Um, the middle of the table uh, is... All within a couple points as well. Washington, Utah, and Houston. Houston has some new ownership blood that we'll uh, I'll hopefully talk about. And then we have Orlando and Sky Blue pulling up the rear, but they uh, they're looking up. They've got some players coming back, and uh, I'm excited about the two of them. Orlando, my favorite NWSL team. Um, I will get to later on in the show uh, as to why I think they're they're a dark horse for the rest of the season. Um, but I will start uh, with a recap of this past week's games, and that's kind of what I'm going to try to do here on a lot of these episodes is just kind of go work through the previous week, look forward to the upcoming weeks. I know some people like to uh, place a couple wagers on some games, and um, I'll have my predictions and thoughts for that Uh I'm just here to have fun, hopefully you'll join me, and let's dive right in, starting with the Friday night showcase game of Utah versus Portland. It was a top-of-the-table versus mid-table clash in Portland leading the way, uh, and Utah gaining some players back there in the middle of the league, but they tied 2-2 with what has to be one of the craziest finishes of a soccer game in some time. Uh, We started off the drama with two absolute superstars in this league. Christine Sinclair with an absolute worldy of a volley. uh, And Kristen Press battled right back. Both of those are actually up for goal of the week candidates. So congrats to both those ladies. Um, But the drama started with about 10 minutes left uh, in the game. You had Lindsey Horan on one side who was in her first game back. uh, The star for the U.S. women's team. Uh, she was able to score off a set piece, absolute beast in the air is Lindsay, and then that was thought to be the game winner until in the 87th minute, none other than Scottish captain Rachel Corsi, up in the air, game-tying goal, and that was just the beginning of it as you think, okay, you got a goal one way in the 87th, that's one thing, and um then you have another a goal in the eight, in the 90th and you're like okay this game can't get any stranger and then US goalkeeper Adriana French comes up with two massive saves in the final 90 uh and one of them is up for a uh, save of the week candidate it was more of a positional save right off her face but hey you got to you got to be in the right place to make a play sometime and uh it's always it's always fantastic when The game, this one, had over 15,000 people at it, and they see a massive contest like this back and forth. Both teams having chances to win. Uh, Both teams with their star players making huge saves. Uh, It's exactly what um, I think this league needs to go forward, and uh, it wasn't the only one. We've had multiple uh, fantastic games over the past couple weeks. The first game on ESPN this year. Uh, Between Portland and Orlando last week was a seven-goal thriller back-to-back goals left and right. So the Portland team is definitely a fan of these late-drama games. Uh, They like to score some really amazing goals, and then at times their defense can lack a little. Uh, They're really good going forward, especially on the wings. Megan Klingenberg is one of the assist leaders in Uh, the NWSL this year Um, but on the back end team definitely needs to tighten up they've got uh, Emily Sonnet who can play at the back obviously French coming back so this is a team that will hopefully be able to mesh together and uh, handle some of those defensive woes and work together moving forward to solidify what might be one of the best attacking uh, trios up front uh, with obviously Kristen Sinclair who I mentioned and Tobin Heath who didn't uh see a lot of play time and a lot of action, but she is obviously a dangerous player for the Thorns, uh, which leads me into talking about why I think uh, right now the Thorns are probably the favorite to take the NWSL title at the end of the season, because as they've been able to carry the success throughout the summer, uh, missing some of their key players, you're going to get the same out of Sinclair, who's the ageless wonder, doing everything possible for club and country. Uh, the Canadian on the verge of setting all sorts of records for herself in what has been an absolutely outstanding career. Um, you have Lindsay Horan and Tobin Heath, who I mentioned, who are two of the most dynamic offensive players in the world. Uh, and then you have Megan Klingenberg, like I mentioned, who's leading uh, or one of the leaders in assists for the NWSL in just perfect delivery on all set-piece opportunities uh, that the Thorns get. So you had that combination together, let them to work out. Uh, and you've got some great talent from within um, that has just been developing all season long and really carried them to this point. Uh, and Mitch Purse, who's done it almost all, and she's a former Breaker, so I will try to mention those on the show as being from Massachusetts. Uh, anytime we can get former Breakers mentioned in there, we will. Uh but she's done a fantastic job as well carrying this team through. And Portland's got all the pieces right now to to take what they have and move forward. Um, whereas Utah, Utah's on the edge. They could drop out of that playoff contention. They could go forward. You get a player like Press coming back, she can go forward um, and really lead this team on the offensive end. Uh, And you have Amy Rodriguez there who's been carrying the the load offensively for this team. And this soccer, football is all game about putting the ball in the back of the net. And they've got two players very capable, but they also got players coming back from World Cup competition. Uh, Becky Sauerbrunn was a leader on the U.S. team holding that together. Uh, Kelly O'Hara, who can basically do everything Megan Klindenberg can, Uh, she can do it all for Utah, but they need to win some away contests. This is a team that only has one win on the road, and if you can't win in the road, you're going to struggle in the playoffs, and when the playoffs come, you need to be able to handle adversity, and that's my question mark with Utah at the moment. That leads to our second contest, Of the weekend Uh, I'm not going to go exactly in order because I want to save time for Orlando at the end because that's the one I really want to get to Um, but kind of the middle of the table probably looked over if you're not look if you're just looking for the big names um, was the Houston Dash versus Washington Spirit now this is a contest of two teams kind of going in opposite directions here The Dash were seven games winless, and now they're looking on the way up with their win. Um, In the spirit, their slide continues. They do have a winning record, but they're now winless in their last five. They've lost three in a row. Uh, This is a team that couldn't wait long enough and still has to wait a longer for their stars to come back. Um, Now, the one positive, it was a sellout for them. Had uh, over 5,500 people there and all along the hillside. Uh it's a small venue but uh I've never been there but it looks like a great venue uh to catch and watch a soccer match. Um DiBiase, on the long throw got the scoring underway for Washington and I, I love these long throw setups um to these big tall players in the box uh if if you're struggling especially just to score goals which Washington are, you got to just get the ball in the box and hope for something to happen. And Jordan DiBiase just came through, fought for it, and she wanted it more than any of the Houston players in the box, and that was what Washington needed to take the lead, though it was short-lived. She got the lead underway in the 52nd minute, Uh, and Houston came right back with the other Mewis, uh, Massachusetts' own Christy Mewis, the sister of the U.S. star Sam Mewis, Massachusetts native, as I mentioned, um, is credited with the goal, but it all came down to the amazing play by Rachel Daly, who just absolutely tore through the Washington back line, beautiful little back heel flick to get the pass underway, and uh, that was able to tie it up before Amber Brooks eventually took the lead with the game-winning goal in the 72nd. Now, the game did have some uh, excitement as the game winded down right in the 90th minute. Uh, Mal Pugh, in her first game back from national team duty in the Olympics, she was uh, given the ball in a spot kick that was won in the 90th minute. Now you think, all right, spot kicks, they're pretty simple, right? You put the ball, uh, you got a giant net in front of you, you're only uh, 12 or so yard, um, yards away, and you put it in the back of the net. Well, she had to face Jane Campbell, who might be my player of the week, and is on her way to being goalkeeper of the year, stopping the penalty uh, against Mal, and that wasn't her only big moment. She had three other huge saves to give her four total on the week um, as Washington was peppering the goal. They had 12 shots in the game, uh, five of them on target, and like I said, four saves for Campbell. And this is her fourth save on a penalty this year, so she's four for four in trying to in uh, saving penalties this year. So if you get a penalty against Houston Dash this year, they are most likely not going to go in. Now, this is a fantastic uh, first win for new part owner James Harden of the Houston Rockets. He bought into both the Dash and the Dynamo last week. And uh, I think that's fantastic for not only the city of Houston, but the whole uh, sport of soccer in America, James Harden is a massive soccer fan in general. Um, to, so to see some of these mega stars in the other sports come over and say, hey, I want to get involved in growing uh, the sport of soccer in America is fantastic. And I, I'd love to see if other athletes in some of these other cities um, could partake. So that leads into what was easily the biggest contest of the weekend, the ESPN Showcase game. Uh, with over 17,000 people in attendance, even more watching on TV and online, Chicago versus North Carolina in a battle of 2v3. And this one, this had everything. If you were looking for a first game to watch for the NWSL, this had everything you wanted to see. Um, you had possibly two of the leading MVP candidates, if not the three three of the leading MVP candidates. Uh, You had Sam Kerr, you had Kristen Hamilton, and you had possibly the leader, Lynn Williams, heading into the match. Um, And Lynn Williams got the scoring underway for North Carolina. She got their only goal the afternoon um, off an amazing feed from Dabinia through the middle. Uh, And North Carolina Courage, who have been lighting up the score charts this season, And when I say lighting up, I'm not talking like it's even close. We're talking 27 goals. We're talking 21 assists, both to lead the way. They're peppering the net, 198 shots. That's 51 more shots than Chicago, who's in second uh, in the league. That's 51. That's, That's more than the gap between second and seventh in the league. North Carolina just peppering the net. Uh, and if you want to like, oh, well, they're just shots. Well, shots on target, they're 20 more than the next best team, which is, I'm struggling at math here, but the next 20 goals down brings you from second to eighth. So North Carolina pepper in the net. And Chicago outlasted it. <laughs> uh, this Chicago team has easily one of the most recognizable names now back in their lineup, Listen, there. Goalkeeper for the US team, saver of amazing penalties, uh, thrower out of first pitches at Red Sox games. Oh yeah, and Penn State alum. Just gotta throw that out there. We are. Shout out to the alumni. Um she helped lead this team, kept North Carolina outside of that one goal in the thirtieth minute, kept them out the rest of the contest. Uh And this game sure didn't fail to deliver. Vanessa DiBernardo, right after, seven minutes later, she ties the game up for Chicago, leads the way for Sam Kerr, who might be, in my mind, is the greatest player in the world right now, um, but might be one of the all-time greats when hers is said and done, the NWSL. She's got 10 goals this year, including her one on Sunday. Um, And I, I just don't know what else you can say. She came back her first game after the World Cup, hat trick. Uh, she just puts the ball, not just on the net, but in the net. Uh, this one all by herself, the great through ball, uh, nutmeg two people, nutmeg their defender, and the goaltender LeBay for uh, North Carolina, and just absolutely put on a show, gets the game winner. And Sam Kerr is easily what's going to have, to, is going to carry, carry. pardon me, Chicago if they want to go forward and make a deep run in the playoffs. Now, obviously, up front, um, she'll have plenty of goals to go around for herself. But if you look at the back line, which is where Chicago needs to definitely step up, in my opinion, you get Nairbeck, you get Julie Ertz, you get Morgan Bryan. All three are defensive stalwarts, A++ plus defenders. And you give a great defense back line like that, give them time to mesh, They'll learn to keep the ball out of the net even better than they are now. And you get some dangerous runners up front. It's easily a possibility that Chicago could be right there battling uh, the teams like Portland deep in the playoff run. Now, that's not to say that North Carolina, who, by the way, does sit third after I just kind of make it seem like Chicago's all there, North Carolina has some definite least star players and as i mentioned it they put the ball in the back of the net which is what you want to do in the game of soccer to win um now they have some players that came back they got some stars on their team uh but they're having to adapt to different roles you had uh jessica mcdonald who's coming back from the women's world cup team she only played one game in the world cup she's very out of form Needs to gain that back. Crystal Dunn, great job on the defensive end at the World Cup. Now she is asking to be pushed further, further up the field, play some wing, get more involved in the attack and creating goals for North Carolina. Um, it's a possibility, and they will get better, but they definitely have a longer time ahead of them to mesh together, uh, along with Sam U.S., Abby Dahlkamper. Abby Dahlkamper will be fine. That's She's a stud. It'll be fine. Uh Samues kind of had a different role in the World Cup. It was sometimes, would she even make the starting 11? Uh, and then when she was on the field, what would her role really be? It's a lot different for North Carolina, um, where she's asked to sit a lot deeper and let the players uh, in front of her, the Jess McDonald's of the world, the Kristen Hamiltons, the Lynn Williams, let them go forward. And she can kind of play more of a sit back and play, make, spread the ball all over the field. And it's definitely a different role than what she was in the U.S. team. And our fourth game of the weekend was one that, on paper, doesn't look all that impressive, I will admit. It's the bottom of the league. It's two teams that had single-digit points coming into this. It's everything on paper that looks like it's not going to be exciting. Well, for me, I loved it. It was—Orlando is probably my favorite team— it started following with, with the following Alex Morgan when she went there. Allie Krieger, we are another Penn State alum. Uh, that was a big one as well. So everyone needs to find an entry point. And without a team in Boston anymore, let that sink in, uh, it's kind of hard to pick the local team. But this Orlando team, who came away victorious, first clean sheet of the season, Uh, They got a a lot to look forward to, and I'm not going to go a lot into the game because there wasn't a lot in it. Um, There is a great save of the week opportunity, which I'll get to later, uh, from Kaylin Sheridan of Sky Blue. Uh, But for the most part, it was a lot of back and forth outside of the one bright moment for Orlando, which was rookie Marissa Vigiano gets her first career professional goal for Orlando. She cutting in off the left-hand side, 18 yards out, top of the box, absolute worldy into the top corner. Uh, if it wasn't for Christine Sinclair's volley into the other corner in her game, I'd say Vigiano probably gets goal of the week, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But look at the bright spot. Get the young players involved. Uh, she's going to have an opportunity on that left-hand side uh, for the time being while Alex Morgan's out. When Morgan comes back, most likely Martel swap over to that left-hand side. But if she keeps bagging in goals like this, especially world-class from outside the box, it's going to be hard to take her out of the lineup. The big return for Orlando, I know I've talked about a lot, but that's what this weekend was all about. It was the return of the Stars from the World Cup um, that had made deep runs. Uh, and for Orlando, that involves uh, Ashlyn Harris, Ally Krieger. Uh, Allie, always one of my favorite players. Ashlyn, after that World Cup celebration, easily should be everyone's favorite one of their favorite players if not at least one of their favorite follows on social media uh Ashlyn Harris every single person that wants to celebrate anything wants to celebrate like her she had time of her life props to her um but they return they add some strength some leadership uh and they really solidified that back line Ashlyn Harris getting the first shutout as I mentioned clean sheet for Orlando this year Um, And I want to mention, as I talk about goaltenders for Orlando, the unfortunate nature that Haley Kottmeyer was under when she was trying to uh, fill in for Ashlyn Harris during the World Cup time. Uh, She was phenomenal when you look at the stats and don't just look that Orlando has struggled and only had two wins on the year prior to this week. She faced the most shots in the league up to this point, at 70 shots against. That's not just 70 shots. That's that 70 shots were somewhere in her goal frame. And she saved 47 of them f- for a 70% save percentage. That is outstanding. Now, when you look at who's second, Aubrey Bledsoe of Washington, was sec- 62 shots on target. And you're like, okay, that's eight shots. That's nothing big. But that's when you think Aubrey Bledsoe has faced 62 shots in 12 games and Haley Kottmeier has faced 70 in 10 games. That is a phenomenal amount of shots to face in 12 games, let alone in 10 games, in two games less. She has been peppered with shots left and right, and to still save them at 70%, you're in soccer, goalies are going to let in a couple goals. It is what it is. It's nature of the beast. And she has stepped up, and she's done a phenomenal job, so shout-out to Haley Cottmeyer for doing your absolute best um, in a team that was missing a lot of their key players and the whole rest of that Orlando team trying their hardest. Uh, So they're, they're going to go up. Uh, The one major debut, obviously the two returning stars, the new returning star, who I think has an absolute chance to be the best player in the league is Claire Emsley, the Scottish winger, formerly a Manchester city women's team. Uh, She came on, in the 60th minute, gave 30 minutes of absolute flair, fire, uh, almost scored an outstanding shot from outside the box that would have been a goal of the week considerations. And she was on fire and is an absolute amazing player to watch. If you've never seen an NWSL game, sure, you could say, oh, go watch highlights of Sam Kerr, Tobin Heath. Pick your player. You can go watch him. Claire Emsley's a lesser-known player. But she'll be right up there in the MVP considerations. If not this year, then definitely next year in the years to come. She adds an electrifying pace on the right-hand side. She can play up front through the middle. Uh, Her on one side, Marta on the other, Alex Morgan up the middle, um, and some of the rest of the midfield bunch that Orlando has. This is a team that if things mesh out the way they should, can go on a run, they'll get into the playoffs, And absolutely be a nightmare for anyone they face, especially if they have to go down to Orlando, which is one of the best stadiums probably in the U.S. for soccer-specific purposes. And as I mentioned, this is an Orlando team that still needs to get one of the best forwards in the history of women's soccer, Alex Morgan, back into their lineup. She's been dealing with an injury that she suffered in preseason. And you can't blame her because she wasn't going to miss the World Cup. So she had to fight all the way through it. This is a team that definitely has the potential going forward. And I'm very intrigued when they're flying at 100% what the what the limit of this team is. Because I think if the season was to start again all over, they'd easily be a top three team in my opinion. In terms of Sky Blue, there might be some Sky Blue followers and fans out there. They've got some hope. they got... Carly Lloyd, Raquel Rodriguez, they're fantastic, phenomenal players. But you need to put the ball in the back of the net. I'm not that knowledgeable, I'll admit, on the transfer market of women's soccer, who's out there, who's available. But if I'm sky blue, I'm doing everything I can to find a phenomenal player that doesn't matter if they're known by one person or one million people. If they put the ball in the back of the net, I'd be happy. And that's what this team needs. They're They're bottom of the barrel in goals four, Uh, they haven't let in that many goals. So the goal differential isn't that bad, but you've only scored nine goals on the season. Got to put the ball in the back of the net. The name of the game is scoring goals, getting assists. That's what Sky Blue needs right now. Are they going to get it this year? I don't know, but somehow, some way, got to go forward, find someone that can put the ball in the back of the net. So that's a recap of the four contests from this past weekend. Uh, Now, I hope you bared with me through all that. It's my first time. I'm all by myself here. Um, So maybe in the future, I'll be able to grab someone else and kind of, you're not just hearing my voice for the whole time through. Um, Obviously, if you have a chance, leave any comments. Uh, If you just want to say I'm awful at what I'm doing, that's fine. If not, uh, any sort of comments to help me get better, that's always important. Um, I'll finish my NWSL recap with the... uh, Goal of the Week and Save the Week nominees. Now, you can vote on these through Twitter. Uh, the NWSL Twitter page can, has all the votes with all the hashtags. You can watch the videos of on them on Twitter and online. Uh, so I have the Goal of the Week nominees here, and I rank them. So we have Kristen Press's goal for Utah, where a nice little outside run nutmeg back to the mi- uh, middle of the field on her right foot beats uh, French for her goal. You have Christine Sinclair's volley. Uh, where she controlled on the outside of the box, picked the upper 90. Uh, You have Vigiano's goal cutting in from the left, the rookie scoring for Orlando, and Sam Kerr doing all the work by herself for Chicago uh, in getting the game-winning goal on that one. So in my opinion, I think Sinclair probably has the goal of the week. I put her vote number one, Vigiano number two, because it was an absolute stunner. Uh, Sam Kerr, the double nutmeg, always very nice. I put her at number three. And Kristen Press... uh, Not throwing any shade, but you only had one nutmeg. Sam Kerr had two. That was kind of the defining vote on my part. So uh, Sinclair with my vote for goal of the week. Uh, In terms of save of the week, we had Alyssa Nair coming off her line to stop Jessica McDonald uh, from from about six, seven yards out. Absolute great play. Uh, We have Campbell's save on the penalty in the Washington versus Houston game. We have Frances save in the 93rd minute to preserve the victory off her face. And then we have uh, Kaylin Sheridan's save in the midway point of the game in the contest against Orlando. Uh, I put that one in fourth. It was a shot from outside the box. It was a good save. Strong right hand down to her right. Uh, but it it was a save that should have been made. Alyssa uh, Nair coming off her line um, was all right, but I don't think it was in – as key a moment as the other two. Uh, So when it comes down to French's save in the 93rd, Campbell's penalty save, you got to give it to the penalty save. It was to preserve the victory in added time. Uh, It's a one-on-one opportunity. Yes, she's probably the best against saving penalties this year. It's a save that need to be made. My vote for a save of the week. So that will just about wrap it up on my first little take here into covering the nwsl now i have no idea uh how this will react i can only hope that it is somewhat positive in the outcome um i'd love to keep doing this uh soccer is a big time favorite sport of mine uh all all types uh whether it be men's women's european american high school college um Something about knowing that when you sit down in two hours, whether the game is fantastic or awful, uh, it's going to be done. You're going to have an outcome, and you're just going to be able to go on with the rest of your day. Um, So obviously, come the end of the season, what happens, we'll figure it out. Um, But I'm very excited and intrigued to keep going, and I will see you next time here on the show.